Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke. This week I am excited. I have another guest, which is always a blessing for us. Uh, Stephanie Boo, and that's pronounced Boo, not Boo E, which I had incorrect, is a writer, a published children's author, which we will absolutely be discussing, um, and also has the online shop, uh, The Warrior Shop, that benefits the fertility community. And I just, I'm so excited. Welcome, Stephanie. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. So the pleasure is truly all of mine. So the first thing I like to ask everybody is how do we know each other? We met through Liz. I was a guest on her podcast and she has just been amazing and she connected the two of us and I'm so excited. I'm happy about it. Yes. And interestingly enough, now this obviously will not be um, put out today because that's would be crazy. I don't have the energy for that or <laughs> the time or the sanity. But um, today actually is the day that I put out our crossover episode because I was on her podcast and she was on my podcast, but we were like interviewed each other. It, you know, it's like a crossover. That's so amazing. It just came out I today. So, yeah. So hopefully everyone who's listening to this now will have listened to this today anyway whatever that make that make sense but yeah, yeah so that's really exciting um yes and I'm super grateful to Liz Higgins over at Millennial Life for setting us up yeah I, so I wanted what are we talking about today what's our topic uh, that's a good question I don't know what should we talk about well I would love to know more about what it is that that got you interested in um in the fertility journey in starting the warrior shop yeah um, in in being able to benefit the the fertility community in that way yeah absolutely I mean it was all based off of my own personal experience with it um I always forget I mean good gracious the years run together (laughs) back in that's the fact back in like 2018 which is crazy we're coming up on four years now my husband and I were diagnosed with infertility at the very start of the year. And mm-hmm. we had been trying for, I mean, gosh, like two and a half to three years at that point. And so it was just like one of those things where we're like, okay, I guess this isn't working. So then we went to our doctor and then we got that diagnosis in 2018. And then we did five IUIs, which were unsuccessful. And then in 2019, we did our first round of IVF and our first transfer was in 2019, which resulted in our firstborn son. And then we had our second embryo transfer earlier this year, which I am now pregnant with our second embryo transfer baby, which is really amazing. All of the chills. I already knew that, <laughs> and I still got chills. <laughs> Thank you. That's so exciting and so wonderful. I I was very lucky. My fertility journey was didn't, didn't go that far into IVF, and I think that that is just such a mental, the mental strength that a human has to have that, especially that waiting period between a transfer. And, and I just, I genuinely can't put myself in the shoe. I can't even, you know, I, you just, I would be an absolute mental nightmare in that case. And I think I just, I'm, I'm so I'm so humbled by the people that I know who have done IVF and all of the stories that have gone, even the IUI and the IVF, and it's um, it's it's a lot. And it's amazing, and I think what's so great is that there are people like you, Stephanie, who are open about it because 
I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy that the math is that one in four people have a miscarriage. And I do feel like we're hearing a lot more about that these days, but I mean, you know, especially when we were growing recording in progress hopefully it's still recording deepest apologies okay. we're having some sort of massive wind storm here today it is not windy out my window but oh, no. that was very strange so deepest apologies um no but yeah so i was like uh am i gone am i still talking what's going on i know i was like what happened yes oh me. technology god bless i'm getting better at it as i as i continue this podcast and video journey but uh, but yeah, so all that to say is that I feel like when we were growing up, we didn't hear about it a lot, which of course, when you're not actively trying to conceive, perhaps it's not the forefront, but, but right. I do just feel like it's, it's so special that people are willing to be so open and share, um, yeah. and help normalize and help make it more of a conversation and help people to feel supported and that they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And that was like something that was hugely beneficial to me. Um, when we first found out about it, like I, I mean, it's exactly what you said. I had no idea. Like the word infertility was not on my radar. I had no idea because, you know, when you learn about this stuff or you hear it or as silly as it sounds like when you see it in movies or TV, like, it's just like, oh, we're ready to have kids. And then it works. And it's like, that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. And so I mean, it's just one of those things where like we had no idea and I did start to find some like peace and comfort when I went to social media and I started searching through hashtags. That's how I originally started to find other accounts of people who were sharing their stories. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like we're not alone here. And there's like a huge community of people and like to just see how people were sharing their stories and, and how they were just being so authentic with it and just creating a community in a space it was like this just needs to be more like this just needs to be more talked about like we just need to to stop shying away from this topic because it's not taboo like the fact that we're not talking about it makes it more taboo than it really is Mm. and that's just been really eye-opening for me it's like the more that I've experienced with it and the more that like I started to talk about it the more where I realized like People just don't know. And people just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that education piece isn't there. I think it's really interesting. Like, not that I think we should be teaching children how to make big, you know, but like when we talk, when we talk about like the physical health pieces of things, like we don't really understand that we don't learn that in school. And certainly like, again, a fifth grader doesn't probably need to understand about IVF, but, um, and then there's certainly very little, if any mental health education in public schools for at least um I think there was like an elective psychology but again I don't think that that's that's more like the structure of the brain versus mental health and like my high school for example so um yeah it's just until you have to be walked through it and hopefully by a loving and caring professional which I can absolutely say is not always the case Mm -hmm. um you really don't you don't know and and yeah, I, I have been really great. I know I've talked in a, a number of episodes of my podcast with a number of guests or even just by myself. My very first one talks about is gratitude virtue signaling where I talk about um, people on social media, like, you know, 
oh, well, you should be so great. You should be grateful for this and you should be grateful of that because other people can. And it's like, okay, yeah. I am grateful. And also I'm a human. Um, yes. So there is so much of that negativity, but then also on the flip side of that is that community that can be found. If you can find those people where you can trust um, and have that respect and perhaps take some advice where it works for you and leave the advice behind that doesn't, but know that it's all coming from a space without judgment and without, and, and, and a place of hope, which I think is, right. which has been so nice. I love the, that hashtag show the negative. I don't think that I was aware of it until Liz, Liz was the one who was like, Oh my gosh, have you heard of Stephanie? Have you heard? Of- <laughs> and I was like, no, tell me more. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. That's she really is. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the whole show that night was totally just like even the spur of the moment where it was just like, it was just literally one of those things where my husband was watching TV. I was passing through the living room and like a pregnancy test commercial came on and it was like this warm embrace after people who had just received this positive test. And I was like, show the negative because yeah. that's like, that's what we experienced for so long. Yes. And then I wrote about it and did a post about it. And I was just like, Hey, like, this is something that I experienced recently. And like anybody else feel like this and it was really well received. And then it kind of just turned into this whole movement where it was like, support the one in eight, like raising awareness for infertility. And it yeah. was awesome. So awesome. And I actually, I remember after having obviously seen, been connected with your work, there's a brand, I, they're not a sponsor, so I'm not going to say their name, but um, <laughs> there is a brand now that has like, and it doesn't talk about, it doesn't talk about fertility. It doesn't talk about the disappointment of show the negative, but I did think there was at least some sort of movement of like, I'm up for this promotion. And like, she's sitting at her office mm-hmm. waiting for this stick to turn whatever it's yeah. going to tell. And I'm like, well, that's not necessary. Although I have actually bought a coworker, a pregnancy test to take at the hospital where we worked. So it does happen. Um, yeah. but anyway, and I was like, well, at least they're kind of like normalizing other experiences besides the, oh, we hope we, we wanted to get pregnant and we just started last month and here's my, yeah. oh, here's the positive. Oh, we did it. Yay. And it's like, at least there was some sort of branching out of like, I think there was a girl who's in college and she's like, I'd like kids one day, but not now. And then the, like the executive or somebody who was like, that's just not yes. on our plan. And then of course it was the positive of happy embrace. Um, so not quite that. to the pregnancy tests that help people track their infertility, but at least we're, we're opening the door a little bit to different conversations, which I think is very important. Yeah. And it's like, I've seen that. And I think it's so important to just like raise awareness for all these different types of things where you were talking about, like, yeah, I can be grateful for this, but I'm also human, just like you were talking about beforehand. And it's like, you know, just because, you know, we weren't able to have kids naturally, like I would never shame somebody who is like nervous to take a pregnancy test and and is hoping that maybe now's not the time. Right. I would never shame that for somebody. And it's like, that's because it's okay. Like that's a natural feeling. That's their own personal experience. And I think what it comes down to is just like, holding space and holding value for like where people are. And just because it may not match like your story or the things that you are going through, doesn't mean that it's, it's wrong or that it's bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is so nice. Um, because I've had, I've had my own miscarriages and I've had, I, I was, like I said, I, 
I don't like to participate in the trauma Olympics. I don't think it needs to be, but I think my, my viewpoint of how I express how I think people who've gone through IVF and IUI, like I feel, I count myself very lucky to not have had to have gone through that next step. I had to do the, the medications and the pill or the pills and the, the injections, but not yeah. the, the next procedures. And so, you know, it, I have some people in my life who were like, I think I'm going to get pregnant. I'm pregnant and I've had to, you know, and, or have a myriad of experiences, right? So there's, there's that there's people who are still trying to get pregnant and can't. And then there's functioning in the gray or the gray space, which I like to say operating in the rainbow, which I got from another a coworker um, and everywhere in between. Right. So I, I don't like the trauma Olympics of like, you know, if I wanted, for example, I, I'm not like diagnosably an overproducer, but I have 10 gallons of frozen milk downstairs. We had to buy a deep freeze and, you know, I don't love pumping. I don't really love it. Right. And that's okay. I don't either. Right. But like heaven forbid, heaven forbid. And I'm saying it right now because I don't care because we're, we're owning in the space and we're taking it back. But like in past, I said like, yeah, you know, I just don't really enjoy pumping. And so I was like, well, at least you can pump you know, there are people who can't breastfeed. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. If, if that person who can't breastfeed wants to come talk to me about their experience, I will give them all the time day. And we will talk about that. And yeah, I'm their friend that I will. And if I'm their professional, then I will see them in that capacity, you know, but like, yeah, it's like this space of, if you're not just eternally grateful for everything and there's no space for that humanity of like, you know what? I am tired because my daughter woke up twice because she's six months old and she's just perfectly on time with that six month sleep regression. So she's yeah. like, but that's okay. Cause she's also wonderful. <laughs> no, I mean, I totally understand. It's like, from my own perspective, like I got some backlash because being a mom after infertility, like if I ever said like, yes, wow, this is really hard yes. or wow, I'm struggling in this area of motherhood, then people uh-huh. would be like, but you've waited so long for this. So you need to be thankful or, well, at least you have a kid or Um, something. And it's like, the thing is, is that like the situations and experiences of other people do not discredit or disvalue the feelings or experiences of another. Like it just, that's not how it works. Like we can, I can appreciate being a mom while also admit that like, this is really hard. And it's yeah. like, even being like a mom after infertility, like, yes, I appreciate it. But then I also feel this like deeper sense of mom guilt then because on the harder days then I am struggling because I'm like, well, shouldn't I be appreciating them more? Or like, shouldn't that like, yeah, you just never know what somebody else is going through mm-hmm. or like, what's like they're battling with mentally. And that's just another <laughs> side of things that just gets, I think, misunderstood. Yeah, I think it's difficult that we, I, I I do understand like some people being uneducated or being in a, in a, in a positive way of using the word ignorant, ignorant in the situation, like, but then come to me with curiosity, not with yeah. judgment, right? Yeah. So if you, if you genuinely, and I've had this conversation on multiple podcasts, but I think I'm so interested to, I, I'm loving to get to hear your perspective on it as well, particularly having gone, you know, becoming a mother after going through all of your IVF and everything. And it's like, if you're genuinely concerned for my safety, if you're genuinely concerned that something might be wrong and you come to me personally and you're like, Hey, 
that post that you said, or that picture that you took, or, you know, one of my very first podcasts, I had my very first guests. Um, I talked about putting a table in a certain place that was like by an, I could overhang into our foyer and my son is a climber. And so the guest, this was years ago, but like, she's like, Hey, just on the side text message, not trying to blow me up on my spot on Facebook, but like, it's like, right. you might want to reconsider where that is, right? Like that's a positive, like I'm genuinely concerned for your child's physical safety. Right. This, I posted something recently and I feel pretty confident this person doesn't listen or if she does, I want you to know that you hurt my feelings. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I posted something about trying to feed my daughter cause she's six months now. And um, so I was like, Oh, let me just give her a little piece of my son's scrambled egg to just kind of gnaw on a little bit. And she didn't yeah. like that. And same with the sweet potato. She didn't like that. We tried a little piece of like a salmon burger. She like, let us know. She is checked out blah, 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 like just <laughs> really you know, like uh, and the faces. It's adorable. So I posted that. And this person just went on this, this diatribe about how amazing she is at how this baby led weaning and how she's never given her baby purees and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, when I gave my first baby, uh, my firstborn, I made purees with my breast milk and I was really proud of taking the time and the energy to do that. And he liked them and he ate them very well. And he just, you know, is a pretty decent eater now. And he's got all his teeth and he's never knocked on wood choked and right. Right. So, but it's like just this judgment that can, and I'm like, all I'm trying to do is let my grandma back in Southern Indiana, see this cute video of my daughter tell me to take several seats with my sweet potatoes. Like yes. I don't need so I don't know. I just think it's really interesting when we come into this like negativity and it's like, I just, I just, I want to show the negative in the, in a pot, you know, like I want to yes. open no, ourselves I, I, up to other people's experiences. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like creating a space for people where they are, like, because that's another thing, like, gosh, baby led weaning and like, learning how to start solids that's another hard thing that nobody really talks about or nobody really says anything about but like you can't say hey this is a really hard stage because then there's gonna be people who are like well be thankful that you have food or your child doesn't have allergies or this or that and I'm like oh gosh I didn't even think about I didn't even think about allergies yes because eggs are a common allergen right so like thank you know you're so right you're so right and you can still struggle yeah you can still struggle in an area and just because other people may not understand that struggle doesn't mean that they can cast judgment over it absolutely I that's it non-judgment self-awareness non-judgment I oh gosh I keep I, I talk about that on every podcast I talk about it with every one of my clients basically I'm like how are you intentionally walking through your day yeah. being aware of your thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and trying to just take in what's happening around you without judgment I'm I, it's like every single session is what we're is what we're talking about so thank you for your free therapy there for no. now <laughs> um but yeah I mean it truly and I think we do, we could just all have so much less stress if we were able to operate that way around each other as well. And being able to yeah. see each other's journeys and, and, and being curious, right? I think I was, one of my questions I wanted to ask you was like, what is it like being so open so publicly um, and sharing your thought? Like, what is that like for you? And how, how was that? I don't know if you remember like the moment that you 
started to share if it was one specific post where it was like i'm opening the doors wide open or if it slowly you inch your way through that what did that look like for you so we got our diagnosis in january and we went through a handful of iuis and then i think it was in like august of 2018 that same year where i told my husband i was like i'm feeling really called to share this like i see how beneficial it is for like other people who are sharing like not only for like a cathartic reason for them to like seek community but also like I've been really like I've benefited from like other people sharing and so like I'm a writer by nature like that's just how I've been like I would love to write this and share it Mm -hmm. and he was super supportive and so I kind of said like came out and said hey like this is something that we're struggling with like the one in eight community exists Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just trying to like put this on your radar and it was really sporadic, um, in the beginning because I didn't know what I was experiencing or what I was going through at the time. And I was kind of like really overwhelmed and just kind of like set on experiencing it. So I would share bits and pieces every now and then. And then, um, really, I feel like I became a lot more open actually like within my last year, probably year and a half after our son was born, then it was like, I was like, I don't know why I'm just not sharing more about this because it's, it, it just needs to be talked about. And so I started a series on my own blog where it was like spill the infertility. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing like weekly topics and then it kind of just turned into like do that every day. And it just kind of became a thing where it just became natural. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been one of the best decisions of my life to be very public with our, our journey with this, because I know that it has been really helpful and beneficial for other people. It's been extremely helpful and cathartic for myself to just release stuff and to know that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. But then also on the flip side, like I've received a lot of just like what we've been talking about, like unnecessary judgment and shaming and things but a lot of it is from people who just don't get it and who have never experienced it in the past or like experienced it themselves and in the beginning that would be really hurtful for me and I would like comments that were you know judging or whatever would make me doubt like oh my gosh have like is this true about me or whatever But now to the point where I'm like, you have no idea. Like I've made my decisions based off of like a lot of thinking and a lot of like personal reflection, et cetera. Like you have no idea what I'm going through. I'm going to just kindly block you and move on with my day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, I think it's so important to be able to divorce ourselves from the negativity and especially those random comments, right? Those random, and I mean, you have so many people who do follow you and, and the hashtag that, that was, has, it continues to be perpetuated in such a great way. And it's like, just to see some of the people who just take the energy, like I'm, I'm often shocked to see that the energy people are willing to, to put out towards, towards negativity and hate and, um, and especially when, like, you know, we've been talking about like when it comes from a place of ignorance and it's like, if you would have just come with me to me with curiosity of like, Hey, I'm confused and I don't get this or, Hey, that yeah. hurt my feelings. And 
I want to know more, you know, like, okay. If I said something that genuinely has you feel in some kind of way, great. Let's have that conversation. Um, but yeah, sometimes just having to respectfully decline your invitation to negativity. I, I can't. (laughs) And like, here's the thing, like I, I'm like a very much like, Hey, I'm all for like, let's disagree. I am not saying that people cannot disagree with me. I love it when people disagree with me because I feel like it cultivates a time for us to have conversation cultivates differences and uniqueness. Like, yes, we can disagree. And that is a, okay. Great. But what I don't agree with is when people do disagree and it becomes to a point where it's, it's rude Mm -hmm. and it's coming from a place of hate. That's where I think disagreement is really toxic, especially Mm -hmm. in today's culture where it's like, if you disagree with me, then I'm canceling you completely. Like that's just not, yes, that's not, that doesn't do anybody any favors. Like we can have an educational conversation about something without needing to be disrespectful. I, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Like toxic disagreement. You may have just, I don't know, perhaps that exists somewhere in the world and I'm unfamiliar, but you may have just coined another, another (laughs) golden nugget there, because I think that's so, it's so interesting. I think to truly our society is in a space right now where it's like, yeah, either you're with me or you're against me and we, there's no rainbow in which to operate. That's it. And, and I actually too, I, again, my gosh, my listeners are like, we know Meg, you say this every podcast, but I <laughs> work to, to say when I don't know something, if I don't know, that's okay. I can't possibly know everything. And I used to, I used to not be that way. I used to have to be like, well, I'm going to have to figure out an answer to this and BS my way through it. And I'm going right. to, I'm going to jabber jog till I get to a place where it sort of makes sense. And now I'm like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, that's so great. Tell me more. And sometimes it's like, oh, no, that sounds like something I completely disagree with. But also tell me more because I guess I I don't know where you're coming from. And I guess I need to know. And then perhaps we can then agree to disagree. But at least I'm not making a knee jerk reaction to say, nope, canceled. Get out of my life. Bye. You know. Yeah. And it's just like you said, I feel like there's so much freedom in just being like, I don't know, or Hey, like, I don't really know much about this topic or I don't know much about your side of this topic, but like, we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. And I feel like it just kind of like breaks down like the walls of defense and it breaks down the walls of like people feeling the need to like be defensive and to just like get up in your space where it's like, Hey, like we can have a conversation. And, but also some people just don't want to have a conversation. Some people just want to go back and forth. Yes. Yes. It's, and it has been really interesting. So it's, it's interesting because as a professional, like I, I still maintain and like in my actual therapy space, obviously not in this podcast that I continue to put out every Tuesday, but um, in, in as a professional, like if I'm sitting down and meeting with somebody as their therapist for the first time, I really try to not self-disclose too much because I think that you can be a successful practitioner and not, I don't want it to be about me. I don't want right. you to feel like you need to spend your time in session worrying about my feelings or trying to help me or fix me. That's not what this is about. Also, I don't fix anybody, but that fix is a word people like to use. Um, and so it's been really interesting for me to kind of step out and say, because I think it is really important that people are aware, like there, there are not always fairy tale endings to things, or perhaps right. it turns out well, but there was a really large struggle that you knew nothing about. 
And I don't want people to have to feel like they have to suffer in silence. Yeah. And it has most remarkably been met with public or, or private messaging of thank you for sharing. I have a sister who had that, or that happened to me or whatever it was. Yeah. And like you said, to being able to reach out into the community and say, I'm finding this peace and comfort here of knowing that I'm not alone because, you know, we are, we're, we're like pack animals, humans. Like we, we gain our strength, whether or not you're an introvert and you gain your strength generally from being alone, we still gain our energy and, and, and sense of belonging and safety from being around each other. And so when yeah. you feel like you've got this diagnosis that you're learning all this stuff about and perhaps Googling, although I do tell my clients to stay off Dr. Google, <laughs> ask your yes. writer, right. Um, but it is such a nice space to be able to have that. And so sometimes to, to have somebody come in on that, like general groovy space of like, oh, we're all one love here trying to figure out what's going on. And then somebody to come in and kind of trample all over that is a really, it's an icky feeling. I'm going to use the word icky. <laughs> That's a perfect word for it too, because it, it just matches it so well. You're exactly right. When I see stuff like that, I'm like, this doesn't do any favors for anybody. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was also curious, um, so you, with your, with the warrior shop that you, yeah. you that you're, um, everything that's going on there, so many lovely items, where does the money that you said, what, what does that go to? Tell us more about those programs or the, the opportunities there. So my goal is to have a portion of all of our proceeds from the shop to go to, um, different foundations or, charities that benefit infertility in some way. The show the negative movement specifically whenever we've had pre-orders in the past and then like any thing that goes from that, like anything that's purchased from that line has show the negative on it. Um, a portion of those pre-proceeds are donated to the Hope for Fertility Foundation, which is a foundation that provides financial assistance to couples that are seeking fertility treatments. Uh -huh. And they're amazing. They provide grants for, for couples who need money with, with help with IUIs or IVF. Like it's amazing. And, um, I just launched the warrior shop back in October. So once that gets a little bit more established and can stand up on our own two feet, then we're definitely going to work and make efforts to do, to get back and to, to create new opportunities for the infertility community. Yes. But right now the show, the negative movement is just like the sole thing where it's like, th this is what this is for, where we are able to financially give back. I just, it's so, again, I already knew everything that you just told me and I have all <laughs> the chills. I just, I, you're so, so much power and motivation and just the, the hope, the hope Thank that, you comes from such a space um and and like you know we talk we start talking about like the education and letting people know and getting access to um to to more education and and medical attention and um different things i think is so important and i gotta tell you this is a little tangential and i apologize but again coming back to the education piece of like i imagine somebody told you that if you just calmed down or did yoga or <laughs> that you would yes. be able to, oh if you just stop thinking about it you'll be able to get pregnant and it's like who told you that who told you to tell me that where, yeah. where what medical physician's assistant degree do you 
know one thing that's like becomes so prevalent is like oh well this worked for my friend or this worked for my sister and it's like lay down for three days after you have sex or this or that and I'm just like yes (laughs) like that because it worked for them doesn't mean it's gonna work for me right and and that's like don't you think when you tried everything like, First of all, <laughs> especially your little home remedies, like, yes, I will go do some more yoga and calm myself. That's, it's funny too, because I think in that situation, people are like, well, just don't worry about it. And I'm like, right. But like math is not that accounting is not hard. So like when I have a period, I know, like, even if I don't take a bunch of tests, which that can help some people, right? Like not tracking your ovulation, but like, generally speaking, it's not hard to count to 28. So Right. So it's like, do you want me to go back and erase my first grade education and think that's maybe going to help me to not be so? So I do think that's what's so empowering about being able to be open and share is that people hopefully, and it's difficult too. And Liz and I talked about this on our episode again, which went out today when we're, when you and I are recording, but obviously this will be a couple of weeks ago when we release this one, but where we talk about that, like people not being able to just hold space for people and feeling like they have to say something. And right. so they're like, well, this worked. For-. And instead it's like, well, what if we opened the conversation? And, and I think that's what's so nice about the conversations like you and I are having and what the, the show, the negative movement is, is gonna, it's going, it is already and going to continue to grow in its impactfulness and being able to say like, just hold space for that person. How can it help you? I'm bringing over dinner. Like I'm I'm going to yes. take the child that you do have and I hope you go take a manicure or go watch a movie or read a book for a couple of hours. Some, I don't know what is specific for you, but um, sometimes it's okay to just, to just be there and you don't yeah. have to try to fix somebody's fertility for them with your old wives tale home remedy or <laughs> whatever it might be. And I feel like that's like really hard. And I feel like that's like what I'm coming to find is like anytime that we've shared or struggle, like, I don't, I feel like that's just the initial response that people have is like, well, I have to provide something. Like I have to provide like a fix or a cure, or I have to help in some way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing, just like I said, where people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so like a big part of like, what I've tried to do is to be like, Hey, instead of saying this, Uh you can say, this right like give people the the tools to know oh I have a friend or family member going through infertility here's what I can say instead of yes have you tried this or well do this or do that like instead it's just like you said can I bring you dinner do you want to talk about it I'm here to listen yeah just like being a supportive person like texting them if they have an appointment like that goes a lot farther than like any mediocre advice than you could give me. <laughs> yeah, uh, truly the advice to me sometimes, and I, I'm a little salty in my old age, and <laughs> I guess, but I truly, the, the advice offering to me is actually counterproductive. It's like, yeah. are you giving me advice to make yourself feel better? Cause that's, I came to you with this information because I was seeking help from a friend and instead right. now we're kind of making it about you, which it can totally be about you sometimes, but like right now in this moment, like I actually, um, recently, and I know these people don't listen to the podcast either, but that's another story. Um, I recently literally used the word outcry 
in a group thread because they were like, oh, we need to add this and you aren't doing this and da, 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 da. And it's like all these mom things that we're supposed to be doing for our children. And I was like, you literally use the word outcry. Like I, I am so close to being blown. I am so close to just truly being overwhelmed with the holiday season. I'm starting this new practice. I have this podcast, which I'm obsessed with and I love doing. And what a, what a blessing and opportunity again. Right. So here I already feel the need to clarify. Yes. Like to, I'm to so grateful about have, your gratefulness. I'm so grateful to have two children. I'm so grateful to have a husband who can support me as I try to start a practice. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I have friends who are willing to help me with my podcast. Like I'm not complaining. I'm saying I'm, my cup is almost empty. And I yeah. literally said in a text message to, to my people I would consider to be some of my best duties, use the word outcry, crickets. No, <sighs> not even like a, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Which yeah. then, which then my immature mind goes to like, why well, are they just talking about me behind my back? Yeah. Which hopefully, hopefully not. That doesn't mean because they didn't respond, doesn't mean that they went to a caddy place, a mean girl's place. My, my immature mind did go there a little bit. And then I redirected <laughs> myself because I'm able to use healthy coping skills. But even so, I was like, that was my literal outcry for help and feeling overwhelmed. And I got nothing. And I'm sure it's because I made them feel uncomfortable, but like at words, I don't even know right. what to say there. Yeah. No, and that's like so hard, especially when you're like, and I think it again, like maybe it just could be like, lack of understanding or like not knowing what to do, sure. you know? And it's like, that's the hardest part is like overcoming this. You don't have to do anything. You don't yes. have to fix anything. Yes. You can just say, I'm sorry. I'm here for you. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I, so thank you for sharing your infertility story with me. If you think of something, or, or I, I love, I love to actually like it, please let me know how I can help. I, I also do love, and I, I know I'm asking other people to take on more responsibility, but if you do feel a need to air quotes, fix something air quotes for the podcast, like then say, I'm going to bring over dinner on Tuesday. I've sent you yeah. a Grubhub. I've sent you a $50 yeah. Grubhub coop, uh, gift certificate. Dinner's on me. Pick a night this week. Like that's something fixed. That's like, fixing. Right. Yeah, yeah. That is, if you, if you're telling me to over to, to, to relax more so that my fertility struggles go away, ha ha, but okay, then help me to relax by cooking yeah. me dinner. Or you know, I, I just keep using dinner as an example, but. But that's so helpful though. Like, I mean, I did not realize the value in sending dinner, like uh -huh. <laughs> until we started like going through different struggles and stuff, because it's like, when you're so overwhelmed, whether it's like having a new baby or going through treatments or whatever it may be, like when you are so overwhelmed, even if it's just been a busy week, like, and your cup is full and you're overwhelmed, having one less thing to think about to do dinner, like that's, there, there's so much value in someone just saying, let me take care of your dinner tonight. <laughs> it's so true. So I, I think hopefully that's helpful for people who, who still struggle in that space of, and, and obviously like I am, you know, that's to, to, to put a button on the conversation that I had started about my my friends on the text thread, like something else came up and we went on from there and it is what it is. It's not like I shunned them from my life forever, but it just, it is, it's like, what, if you catch yourself being like, I don't know what to say, you can say that. I, that's a lot of information. I'm so, I, and I say this to clients all the time too, like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like what, uh, what a, a labor 
that you just expended to be able to share your story with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to now, I'm, I, I, I'm just going to sit with that or right. let me help you instead of trying, like you said, trying to fix. So, um, so yeah, I, I hope that people feel empowered now to buy that again. Grubhub is not a sponsor of the podcast. I always feel like I need to clarify, like they're not sponsored by Grubhub, but like insert your, you know, or, or, you right. know, their favorite restaurant is local mom and pops. Sam sandwiches, get them a gift card there and, and have them get delivery one night. Or if you live in the neighborhood, drop it off for them or, um, yeah, yeah but saving space for each other in a non-judgmental way is just so helpful. Um, well, I just, I want to thank you so much. I I've already taken so much of your time, but I just want to thank you so much. And I honestly feel like we could probably have another couple of segments on this. So, um, would love to have you back anytime you were feeling up for it. Um, I want to know how can the family find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, the main space where I hang out is Instagram because I get overwhelmed by too many social media things. So <laughs> Instagram, not really on Facebook, um, at stephanie.boo, B-O-O-E. Um, yep. you can find the, the shop at the dot warriors dot shop also on Instagram or www.thewarriorsshop.com. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Um, everybody please run out, check out the warriors shop. Um, and thank you again, Stephanie, for your time. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone takes this with them. Have a great one. Thank you. You too.